0: And we we have real discussions, real opinions, authentic views, and no scripts. It feels like we like to to have a sterile and controlled environment. And that sets us on the path to where we are now. Today is the 7th of February. If you wait until the end of the episode, we're going to tell you about two opportunities in the not-too-distant future where you might be able to come and watch us do a talk. And who is us? My name is William Mankler. I'm one of the co-hosts of this charade, this podcast. The People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. Uh, that's another voice. If you haven't heard that voice before, he will introduce himself in a minute. He just, he just interrupted my thinking. Mm-hmm. My challenge has been recently... Who um, are you, though? Well, I, let me go... Is this, is this going to be the intro? Yeah. it's going to be on. the intro. Oh, we'll just go on with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm doing it the other way around. So oh, just, right, okay. just behave yourself. Mm-hmm. My challenge is this week or have recently been... It's been a personal challenge within my family, but also just to make sure that I'm keeping my eye sharp with my photography. I really want to go out with my drone, cam- drone as much as possible and with my camera as much as possible to take photographs. I'm William Manklow. That is who I am. Mm. And the other voice that interjected and was so rude mm. is... I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabot and I write about nature, I talk about nature, I lead walks in nature. I write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. I get everybody out in nature and uh we're here to stop the big issues disappearing into the shadows. And the topic of t- today's conversation has been set by somebody in Peru. Do you reckon it's Paddington? <laughs> well it's got the name here, so yeah. no. No, it's not it's not. So the the question is is um Rooted around when man started to see himself separate to nature and when was that? Yes. We have the conversations and sometimes debates that need having generally their conversations and uh, we we have real discussions, real opinions, authentic views and no scripts. We try and normalise the big issues by uh, just openly talking about them and through actions we try to set, we try and address some of the challenges that these these thing, uh, these questions raise up. Now, these questions come from you, the listener, so it means we drift away from talking about the countryside. But this question is sort of drawing us back to it, actually. The, 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 whatever, wherever the people are in the world who set a question, it always comes back to six main subjects: sustainability, climate, human condition, philosophy, nature, and
1: social so, justice.
0: Yeah, social justice. <laughs> Nearly had to dig him out of the hole. So, who's the question from? It's from Ignacio in Peru. Yeah. Now, Ignacio, you've sent a question in previously. Thanks. Are they? Yeah, it's right. not the first time I've said Ignacio, no, right. and this is a name I've, I've, I'm, I'm not familiar with. So, right, okay. uh, has come in before. Yeah. Unless there's another Ignacio in Peru, who knows? No. It Could be two people. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so, their question is quite a long one. Uh, You'll be reading it then. Well, yeah, I read all questions, certainly. When was the last time you read a question, Stuart? I think I might read the next one. Is there... Yeah, because it's short. Mm. Is there a defined time when man started to see himself outside of nature and not part of it, or was it a steady evolution? To Ignatio, the advent of agriculture and harvesting crops was a key point. As from there, it seems, if a piece of land and wildlife is under the influence of man, then it's considered outside of nature. And the stuff outside of man's influence is nature. As you guys have said in previous episodes, though, almost all habitats look how they do because of of man's influence or human's influence, I should say. I like to use human Mm. rather than man in this context Mm. myself. Uh, But is that really a good measure of what is nature and what isn't? And why do we insist on seeing ourselves outside of it? Maybe the writers of the world should include the message more that we are part of it and not separate. Well read, William. The question I would certainly have the, done any better myself. <laughs> uh, I'm getting very good at answering, uh, reading out questions because mm. that's all I do in this podcast. Mm. It's what you're here. <laughs> and so, I'm being so, silly. This is the third recording we've done in a row. The, yeah. the silliness always ramps up by the third episode. Yep. Third episode. So the the thing here is. I like the question and I want to go straight to it. Why do we insist on seeing ourselves outside of it as an outside of nature? I think is, is it like there is a phrase, which is um, a Victorian phrase is like cleanliness is close to godliness. Mm. So basically we like, it feels like we're, we <clears throat> we like to be, we like to have a sterile and controlled environment and that's just what we are as, as a species so we that's we that's why we detach ourselves from nature. I mm. mean, you've got a neighbour, a close neighbour, who doesn't really like any sort of natural stuff in their garden.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah, just rips it out and says, "Oh, it's just just a weed. Don't don't, don't want that." Yeah, yes. just as paving and um, wood decking. That's it. You it's know? a form of control because yeah. you, if if you don't if you allow anything out anything that's basically outside of human control, it, it it's no longer. Mm. It's dangerous, there's a danger to it. But when I speak to that person, I'm not 100% sure they believe what they've said there. They just do it for a bit of notoriety, for a bit of attention. They actually, you know, when they go down the road, they probably at some point in their life enjoy a flower, enjoy a tree, you know. Yes. Um, I don't think they detest it as much as they say. They just It's just easier just to tarmac everything, can it? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I do yeah. you know... But that, but that's the. But I think the crux of this whole <clears throat> question here, and I really do like this. What you, how you set it out mm-hmm. as well with But it, it's why do we set ourselves to separate from nature? Why do we do that? I'm, I'm. I think a lot of it is very subliminal. We actually don't. Necessarily, it's the narrative we use, which then reinforces in our mind that we are separate, superior. I think why we do it. Multiple reasons. There's a theological reason we you know we don't wanna see evolution created in the in the image of God you know we're we're better there there there's um concern about our the own pointlessness of life um if uh you you start looking at it too deeply that everything lives and dies um and it's, it comes back to our own mortality habits you know i think i don't think because at the beginning of the question it says well when did it happen seeing ourselves outside of yeah the advent of agriculture maybe but i'm not sure we were consciously thinking when the first plow was or the first seed was put in the ground Mm. that, that it wasn't a conscious in the moment thing oh well, we're now better than it, we're now above it, we're now separate to it. yes, I think it was a cu- I think it is cumulative, like like you also say in your question <sighs> agriculture is a is a key point for lots of different things, technology thinking and all sorts, but I'm not sure uh, our it was in our aware consciousness oh that, that we're separating ourselves is it is it that, that it's evolution, like he says, it's a very rounded question it is a very rounded question you make a good point i say you make some really good points in it like about the advent of agriculture mm. being that, that that moment in time mm. um it wasn't maybe a, maybe like it wasn't a conscious moment mm. it did mean that we were controlling the world around us mm. and that set us on the path to where we are now mm. you know, it was like the advent of one piece of technology and then that then a superior. Technology takes over from that, and mm. the spirit of technology takes over from that. There's always this. Ad, there's always this mm. progress, isn't there? Um, but, I mean, it says that uh, we've mentioned many times that almost all habitats look how they do because of human influence. Absolutely. When we do our walks, our guided walks, we often say, um, ask people what lines they can see in the landscape, yeah, and which are natural lines and which are man made, but pretty much every, they might say oh there's a nice line there under that hedgerow that, that of casting a shadow yeah but that hedge is there because man and humanity have said it's allowed to be Yes. so that line is there because we we allow it so is it natural or is it man made oh, philosophical yes. but yes I was stood on the side of a hill above wanted actually mm-hmm. recent, uh, few, last year with a friend of mine and was uh, a drone no no no, no. Um, we were just up there, um, mm. had a coffee up there. But the, um, it was. I asked the question, and they're really into their nature and really into their countryside as well. And I said, if you think about it, when you look at this, because you can see a decent distance from mm. the top of this hill, probably about 20, 30 miles, if, if not more. Mm. And I said, if you think about it, how much of this landscape here is not touched by us? Mm. How much of this is not dictated by us? Mm. We, I think we, we just like to control... Yeah. We've got into this we got I think the habit we've got into is the control because if we have control over our environment, that means it's safe. Mm. Um Yeah, so I was gonna say when you had the cavemen, we were fearful of the of the saber toothed tiger coming and eating mm. us. So we we you know it's uh it's yeah, it's about safety, isn't it? I think I think there's a lot there's a lot about the human condition. Um when we I, I one of one of my one of my sort of pet theories is and i think it's definitely backed up by science that that ghost sightings are definitely Mm. uh, deeply buried into the the human condition so you've got this the element of there's something moving over there that's definitely when when we were when we weren't safe when we were we we Mm. were we, we had we were prey um and and also also the futility of of life you know what 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 is, you know, your, everybody mm. eventually dies, mm. that, that actually ghosts actually means that there is something afterwards. Mm. You know, it's that futility. And I think that's, mm. um all comes back to needing control over mm. our destiny and our life. Action, William. Um, chill out. Relax. Yeah. Relax about the world. And, re- and notice how subtly this separation between humanity and nature happens in daily life yes then you might be able to do something about it in your own life one of my favorite things to do is just to switch yourself on to the nature that surrounds you on every on every day everyday life Mm. uh, every every day um you can be in the middle of anywhere middle of the most urbanized setting and you'll find some form of nature somewhere my favorite thing is of course is really obvious and i think people overlook this is birds for crying Mm. out loud they're everywhere Mm. Um, and just observe them and realize that that's another that's a living, breathing animal as much mm. as I am. Yeah. And you make a connection with it. And uh, I don't go to the level that I go to and actually start talking to them. Um, mm. But <laughs> that yeah. maybe you want to. I think. I think. I think. I think if you if you if you humanize them in some degree, it almost like makes them actually real things, and you realize that you are. If you humanize them. You're removing the separation. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But don't overhumanize yeah. things as well. Yeah, because they're not human. Because they're not human, yes. One of my favourite things is to watch birds like Jackdaw and Crow and Magpie because they always mm. seem they always seem to have a purpose in life. Yeah. They always seem to be doing yeah. something. Yeah. And we're always doing something on this podcast. Before Christmas, we had a group of four micro-interns from Oxford University who uh, we got on board to refresh our Patreon page. What's our mm. Patreon page, William? Our Patreon page If you've never heard of Patreon, and we try and talk about this every episode just to remind you and refresh your memory, it's a way of financially backing us with this podcast. Um, We are currently, because of the four students that worked with us, um, and we thank them a lot, actually, because they they gave us a a lot of fresh insights with our our Patreon. It's Uh, going to take a while for that to feed into new look patreon page yeah we'll it's going it's going to take take its time and but i think by spring this time by spring this mm. year you'll see a real mark difference with mm. what we post on there um but it's a way of like said, way of supporting <coughs> this this creative output you get behind the scenes material if you give us two pound a month or five pound a month if you get some material this exclusive there's also some material on on patreon that is public you don't need to fund us but yes. it's only on Patreon some, something we're thinking of bringing in for some of the upper level patrons supporters is uh, maybe um a, a Facebook group or a, a thing called Discord Discord group yeah um or what what was that thing um Slack have a have a, a community Slack page for for our, us and our supporters And then you can actually talk direct to us about how to take this podcast forward. We've also thought about, you know, if we had a a private Facebook group, we could maybe do some of these podcasts live, you know. Yes. And we are. That also fits into the live things that we're going to be doing very soon. Yeah. Uh, So the 14th. Of February and the 18th of February. Now we're going to be in Wheatley on the 14th of February, aren't we? Which is Oxford, just outside of Oxford. How romantic as well, Stuart. We're going to spend uh, Valentine's Day together. Yeah, yeah. You're going to wear a nice dress for me. Yes, I've got a polka dot dress. I've got my miniskirt still somewhere. Have you really? That's your mum. And then on the 18th, we're going to be in Wendover, which is just south of Aylesbury, question mark. Buckinghamshire. Yes, indeed. And we're going to be talking about wildlife and everyday gardens. Now, the, the talk in Wheatley is for the Village Produce Association, but, you know, you can pay on the door, come in. It's at the Merry Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one on in Wendover on the 18th, that's for the, I think it's the Beekeepers Association. They're having their annual conference, and we're giving a, a one-hour talk there. I'm sure it's at school somewhere in Wendover. I can't, can't... Uh, quite remember the name of it but have a look online you'll you'll find it come along have a heck of us we'll uh as if as you're listening now i'm coming out of your left ear and william's coming out of your right right here hello and then, and then when we uh do the talk we're positioned in that way as well so it's left and right here all the time yeah so and then moving forward to the end of may start of june we've got two we're down to two dates now aren't we to potential dates for the next environmental debate live and unscripted yeah and uh, that's uh, May May the 27th uh, or or June the 10th I'm not sure it's going to be something like 3.30 till 9 it's a Saturday 3.30 in the afternoon till 9 there'll be some guided walks around the old vineyard where we'll be having this event from 3.30 till 4.30 from 5 till 7.15 we will have a this podcast format expanded with some special guests and uh, we'll be in including the audience and we'll be talking about food and food security and water and water security. In the second half we'll be sharing experience where we can all share you know um, ideas, experiences, knowledge contacts of how we confront some of the big issues. And then uh, from 7.15 onwards there will be a, a buffet uh, type um affair where we can carry on the conversation and feed our faces and uh a company called earth ale that the, uh, brew on the site of the old body vineyard in octodshire that they're uh they do ethically and environmentally sound uh beer production ale production they're going to be there with their with their wares and also providing the food plenty to look forward to come and see us i would say just the fact there's beer there that's gonna yeah. that's gonna that's gonna peak that's gonna tweak a few people's ears pick up pick yeah. up a few people's ears oh beer well yeah. oh, I'll be there yeah <laughs>